This podcast is sponsored by slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com, naturalbossnh.com, and New Hampshire Vape Gallery. More on that later. Let's get into episode 47 of Talking with Topher. What is happening, TWT fans? I am so glad to be back. It is Monday afternoon. It's February 22nd, and we're getting ready for more snow. It has been quite the weekend uh, for me, and I've got a lot to talk about this episode, along with a new segment. We'll see how it goes. Um, but first, I want to thank everybody for subscribing, watching, liking, sharing. Uh, Super important, and I appreciate everybody who does it. Um, So thank you. If you're new to the show, please remember to subscribe. Hit those like buttons. Set those alarms so you know when the new episodes upload. And don't forget to share this thing. If you're enjoying it, I'm sure somebody you know will enjoy it just as much. Um, you can follow me on all social media. That's right. Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. Go there, follow more stuff to come, uh, daily updates. And it's just another place to get some more content throughout the week. So again, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. Go to any one of those social medias or all of them, hit the follow button and there'll be some daily updates throughout the week. Um, you can also, if you or someone you know has a story that needs to be heard, you can send it over to the official email of the podcast, which is talkingwithtofer at gmail.com. That's T-A-L-K-I-N, with Topher at gmail.com. Um, whatever you want to talk about, send it there. Just put whatever you are talking about in the subject line and we'll get the conversation started. And again, that is at T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com, talking with Topher at gmail.com. And now that all the housework is done, we can have some fun. Um, so yeah, this week, uh, this weekend, it, 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 there was a lot going on, uh, a lot of shoveling again. Um, and it seems to be a continuing thing. It is February. Um, I mean, if we want to be realistic, uh, winter doesn't end until the 21st of March. And then unfortunately we can still get snow all the way till Easter. So there's still more to come. Whether or not that groundhog sees his shadow, um, does not determine whether or not we get more snow i mean getting snow all the way until easter is about my cutoff like i expect it up until then but after that i'm like all right i'm done um we shouldn't get much more than that but um speaking of snow and the snowstorm and stuff like that um you know we didn't get hit we got hit pretty good um i mean i had to shovel um before i left for work uh Friday morning, um, I think it was Friday, right? Yeah, Friday morning, I, I, and then I had to get to work, and I shoveled there, and then I shoveled again before I left, and then I came home, and I got to shovel, so I didn't finish shoveling until like 11, 10, 30, 11 o'clock that night, and I was wiped out, um, but as I was driving home, um, the, the roads were shit, 
and you know you're 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 not really going over sixty miles an hour. Um, I'm I'm still getting used to the car in the snow. Uh, I feel like my Outback did a lot better in the snow than my Legacy does. Uh, she likes to slide a little bit. Could be the tires, um, but I just felt like the Outback was a just a better overall vehicle in the snow, um, and I do miss it. Um, but when I, I was driving home and all of a sudden I started thinking about, uh, when I lost my license, right. And the multiple times I've lost my license, uh, this has always been my rule of thumb and I don't suggest anybody, uh, uses this rule of thumb, but you can, if you want to. Um, but I would, when I first lost my license and I had no you know, I had, had nobody to drive me around, stuff like that. I would um, drive all the time. And when I was driving without my license, I was I was still drinking and driving without my license when I first lost my uh, license for my first DUE um, and a couple speeding tickets and stuff like that. There's been a majority of reasons why I've lost my license, unfortunately. Um, but I would, you know, if I still had to work... Then I would drive to work and then I'd, I'd come home um, when I was when I was working at the bagel shop. Now, this is back in 2002. No, 2002. Um, it was right next to a liquor store. So I would buy nips and I would drive home and all this stuff. Right. And as time progressed on and I got older and I kept losing my license, I was lucky enough to be around people that did not mind driving me. So I never had to spend a lot of time behind the wheel anymore. I always had a friend that would drive me around or a girlfriend or someone that could always drive me when I needed to be driven. And I would use that. I would, uh, you know, I'd use the crap out of it. I'd call them out of the blue. I need to go places, do things, whatever. And then um, when I finally got uh, a, a steady girlfriend, uh, there was no reason to call anybody else, and I always had a ride. And so I would use this to my advantage. Because I always had a ride, I would wait until there was a snowstorm, and then I would drive because my thought process was the cops were too busy pulling people off the side of the road or watching people driving in the snow to see if, you know, they were going to get stuck or, you know, it's just something else is going on. The cops aren't just sitting there watching people speeding anymore. They're busy with calls and pulling people out of snow banks and there's accidents and there's all kinds of stuff going on. You know, um, New England's a little bit more prepared for the snow than, say, Texas or other places that don't get it that often. Um, but we still have our accidents. We still have problems. And I took advantage of that when I had no license. I would drive during the snowstorm. So any snowstorm at any particular time, I would drive. And that got me really good at driving in the snow considering it was the only time I would ever drive. So I used it to my advantage, um, one, because I knew the cops would be too busy to bother me. And if you're going under under the speed limit anyways and keeping it yourself safe, the cops are just going to ignore you. So we would used to go out 
during snowstorms all the time. Me and my friends, me and my girlfriends, we would always go out during snowstorms. One, it was the only time I was capable of driving. And two, it was the perfect time to get fucked up. I mean, you would literally go out in a snowstorm and smoke joints and, you know, drink and do all this shit. And as long as you didn't wind up in a ditch or in an accident... It was, it was, it was, it was, it wasn't okay, but it was, <laughs> you know? Um, but I was thinking about that when I was driving home, I was like, wow, you know, for six years without my license on my DUE second, I spent all those six years driving in like every snowstorm and it got me really good at driving in the snow. Um, and, and, and I don't consider myself like the greatest driver in the snow. I mean, I still slide. I still take a turn too fast or something and, you know, slide on, on the ice and, you know, I make mistakes. Um, but it got me really good at driving in the snow. I mean, it, it, it just, it, it was just something I was thinking about. I was like, man, I spent a lot of time, um, you know, driving without a license in the snow. And I'm so glad I did because now I'm so much more comfortable behind the wheel um, during snowstorms. You know, I just stick to my own. I keep my pace and I avoid everybody. So it was just something that I used. It was a tool I used. Um, one, so I could keep driving, you know, even though I wasn't supposed to. Um, and two, it, it, like I said, it got me really good at driving in the snow and getting used to it. Um, so, uh, just food for thought, I guess, if anybody else out there has no license and, you know, you want to take an opportunity, um, I guess, no, no, you don't want to take an opportunity. Um, but it was, it was, it was, it was what I did, um, so that I could, you know, drive every now and then. So not something I'm extremely proud of, but I am happy that I uh, did that because it got me really comfortable behind the wheel. Uh, basically, you know, any weather providing, you know. So that was something I was thinking about when I was white-knuckling at home uh, Friday night. Actually, I had to, I had to basically, yeah, I had to white-knuckle it into work and home. It was brutal. So snow is no fun, and if you're not comfortable driving in it, then you should stay home. I, I agree with that 100%. And this is why I kind of brought it up. It was like a way for me to practice driving in the snow. And I think more of us need to do that. Um, you know, if you're not comfortable driving in the snow, then you need to either stay home or get yourself comfortable driving in the snow because it's going to happen, you know, three months out of the year here and you got to get used to it. We don't get a little bit of snow. We always get a good amount of snow. So... It's just something you have to learn to live with, and I, I I might have done it illegally, but got me really good at it. It it definitely got me really good at it. Um, let's see here. Oh, here we go. Um, I wanted to talk about like, mm, this is a toughie, huh? Cancel culture, right? Cancel culture is well awful. Um, we all know that the population on Twitter is like a very, very small percentage of people speaking or the population 
in the U.S. or in the world in general. It's it's just a small, small population of people that are basically very angry, um, have nothing better to do um, except for put everybody down, and uh, it's a very toxic. Well, it's a very toxic platform, um, and and I'm talking about Twitter. Um, that kind of leads into the cancel culture, right? Because that's where basically all starts and ends, I feel. I feel everything is on Twitter. Um, whatever Twitter says is what, what happens. And I think that's just crazy today because if there was a cancel culture for, say, people like me, um, I, I, I wouldn't be where I am today. So what I'm saying is, is that not giving people a chance to prove themselves or a chance to speak um, just hinders everything that we have. Um, I mean, I've been given from close family, um, I've been given umpteen million chances to fix myself uh, with close friends and uh, some uh, not so close family. I've been given multiple chances to clean up my act and figure my shit out. And then, you know, with my wife and some uh, newer friends I've picked up over the last uh, five to seven years, um, I've been given a couple chances. You know, so I have literally fucked up with everybody around me in my life. And everybody has given me a chance to redeem myself, um, multiple chances to prove that I can do better. And without those chances, I, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be speaking on this mic. I wouldn't be looking at this camera. I probably wouldn't even be alive, um, to be honest. And even though that's a scary thought to think of, um, it's, a, it's a very true thing that could have happened to me. Um, I possibly wouldn't have been here without all the chances to uh, redeem myself. And I think we need to do the same with uh, the famous people, right? Um, they are just like me and you. The only thing that's different is they have um, put a lot more work into what they are doing to get themselves to where they are today. Um, they are... Um, you know, they've got money. They And so we, as the viewers, including myself, we put them up on a pedestal. And we look at these women and men as something more than just that, women and men. Or whatever. And I, as much as I agree with putting them up on the pedestal, because like you look up to them, um, all the podcasts that I listen to all the high, um, uh, all the, all the comics that I listen to, uh, all those people, I put them all up on a pedestal. I, I, excuse me. I, 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 I appreciate them. I listen to them and I look not really for advice from them, but I, I look up to them to learn things. And um, when they make a mistake, everybody wants to shut them down, get them off of everything that they've done, 
and not give them a chance to redeem themselves or at least give their side of the story. So a lot of them close up, they don't speak, they shut down their podcast, they do all kinds of shit, and they like disappear. And to me, that's got to be extremely hard and unhealthy to do because what you're doing is, is, is by not allowing them to say what they need to say, now they have to deal with all that internally. And yeah, sure, they, they got money, they got ways to do these things, but they're human. They're human, just like me and you. So if I was to get canceled and I couldn't do anything that I was normally doing, I would just do what I had been doing for years, which is relying on all the people around me to, uh, I guess, help me out, maybe listen to me. I don't know. Things are different now for me. So I, I don't really know. I don't really have any, I don't know. I don't really have a way to compare um, to the rich and famous or just the famous, whatever they, whatever the, the role models, you know, that we look up to today. But they need to be given a second chance too. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because I'm really excited for a couple of people that are finally coming back. And they're, they're putting their foot down. Um, and 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 plowing through this mess, and and one of them's Brian Callen, <clears throat> and I've been like so many of you, I'm sure, watching, listening to the Fighter and the Kid, amazing podcast. So if you haven't checked it out, please do. It's great. Um, but when Brian got canceled, he had to leave the Fighter and the Kid, right? So now the fighter in the kid has changed. He's slowly coming back. And what I noticed is, is when he's on, they're not doing any sponsors because nobody will sponsor Brian still. And that's, that's fine. That's, that's up to the sponsors. I'm just glad that, that they're allowing him to come back on the podcast. He's got a couple other new things that he's working on. And he has been saying since day one, what his side of the story is. And, um, how when he was attacked and all this stuff came up, how he went about it was he just opened up, told everybody about it and just ran into it head first. You know, he just, he just got into it and it was a little bit of time before he could solidify himself and come back, but he's coming back. And, 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 and now Crystalia is coming back. And I don't know if you, anybody else saw this on YouTube, but he released a, a little bit over a nine minute video of what was going on, um, his side of things and what he's doing to correct, um, this issue. And this is so important for all of us. We have to be able to redeem ourselves. We have to be able to come back from our mistakes um, if we don't allow this, then what are we doing? Right? I'm here because I am trying to help people not make the same mistakes that I made. 
I made these mistakes. So I'm hoping that when I tell you about these mistakes that I've made, like driving without a license, that is a mistake. I shouldn't have been doing that. Did it make me better at driving in the snow? Did it, um, did it, it allow me to do something I wasn't supposed to be doing? Yeah, it did all of that, but it was wrong of me to do that. It was, it was, it was not the right way to deal with the situation. And I just got lucky I didn't get caught, you know, because there's other people out there that have been caught and they and and now they're without their license for even longer. So even though I use it as an example earlier as a way for um, me to uh, learn how to drive in the snow, it's not a great way of doing things. All these people are put up on a pedestal. That where, where we make them out to be something that they're not, you know, um, they're not these strong, powerful people that are, they're just human. They're just human and they need a second chance. They need all the chances, not even just a second chance. They're going to screw up again. Just like one day I could screw up again. Just because I got my shit together right now doesn't mean that in three, four years down the road, shit doesn't fall apart. We don't know. We can't tell the future. We can only deal with what's in front of us right now. And that's what they're doing. They're, they're dealing with everything right in front of them right now. And I am excited to give both of them another chance to redeem themselves, to tell us what what happened and 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 to see Chris's video and to watch it if you haven't um it's really good because you can see that he needs to speak seriously but you can also see the other side of him that wants to get into that jokey side of him but he's not allowed he keeps stopping it you can actually you can see it in his demeanor when you're watching the video and how he wants to do the podcast like he used to but he knows that he can't and i thought this was just really cool um a couple of my friends were pretty excited they sent me the link um and and i had already watched it like two times and i just i was just so excited that they they were also excited you know because we're all fans we never unsubscribed to the channel we kept going with it and I've been saying since this all happened, I can't wait till he comes back so that we can finally give him a second chance because he deserves it. He's he's he made a mistake. They're both human. They made mistakes. Callens was like 21 years ago, which is crazy to me that somebody that that would happen to somebody you know i don't know what i did 21 years ago but i'm sure if uh you know if i was to ever get super famous or have my podcast blow up i'm sure i'd find out what i did 21 years ago but i don't remember i have no idea what i did 21 years ago you know when i was 21 i barely remember what i was doing when i was 21 so 21 years ago would put me at 20 years of age and it's just, that's crazy to me because I barely remember what was going on then. I know I got my first DUI. I know I can't remember my birthday when I turned 21. So I know I got a lot of empty space there. There's a lot of stuff I do not remember doing 21 years ago. 
But yeah, he's trying to come back, and I, I, I'm I'm behind him a hundred percent. I think it's great. Definitely gonna listen to his new podcast. Gonna listen to him every time he comes on to Fighter and the Kid. Um, I think it's funny that every time Brian's on, there's no sponsors. So, you know, screw them. You know what I mean? And then with Chris, Chris is just super exciting. I don't know anybody else, any, about anybody else out there, but I was super pumped, super excited, never unsubscribed, always been waiting. You know, he's been off uh, YouTube for eight months. So to see him come back, to see him open up and explain what's going on and to see that somebody I thought was so strong and doing everything right also can fuck up, fail, um, fall, have a whole bunch of heartache, deal with a whole bunch of issues, and now is going to get back up on that horse and try to ride again. And I am just all about a second chance and a story where you fall and you get back up because that's my story and I would not be doing what I'm doing today if I didn't get the opportunity to do it and that's why I'm talking about this today because these things would not be happening without all the support and the chance after chance after chance I got with everybody around me um, if you know me then you understand where I'm coming from because you've given me that chance and it's so I am so thankful for having all of the chances that I got even the ones that I threw away and I'm not saying that they're you know gonna come back and 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 be the best or or be authentic or any of that I don't know I don't know these people from a hole in the wall the only thing I do know is that I love what they do and I I put them up on a pedestal yes but I didn't put them up on a pedestal so high that when they fall I'm surprised you know I'm never surprised when someone falls because we're human and this is what we're going to do. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to do something wrong. And we need the chance to come back from that. And that was that was why I wanted to talk about that today. Because I got the chance to come back. And here I am. Um, and, and now I'm a stronger, better person than I ever have been. But to think I would never fall again would to be... It, I think I would just be naive and lying to myself and all these other things. So I actually keep that in the back of my mind. It's like, all right, you, you, you could fall again. So I'm like, I hold on to that. I go, all right, I'm going to hold on to you because you keep me from falling. The fact that I've fallen over and over and over again. Now I hang on to that feeling and I go, all right, I know I can fall, but I don't want to this time. So when I feel like I'm going to, all those emotions come back, all those thoughts come back, I unlock them all, and I'm like, all right, I don't want to do this again, so I'm not going to. And I think that's what they're going to do. They're going to try their hardest to get back up, do what they were doing, be better people, 
and I'm there for them. And I think all of you out there should be too, um, because you know a, a story from uh, falling to getting back up and bettering yourself is what life is about. It, it, it just is. You know, we're all trying to be better than we were yesterday. Um, and I think it's very important to support all these people um, with their sex addiction or um, their alcoholism or their drug addiction. It doesn't matter whatever caused you to the fall. If you can get over that and become a better person, then that's that's the battle. That's that's the battle. Maintaining it is the war. That's the war. I'm still fighting that war every day. Every day I fight it. There's some days are better than others. Some days I'm more sore than others. And it just there the, the amount of things that you can use to fall back down again is sometimes overwhelming. Um, and, and I just, I, I see those things and I go, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing it. I'm better than this. And I, I truthfully believe that's what they're going to do. And I mean, you know, Brian's already said over and over again, it, it was, it, it, he didn't do anything. This is false accusations. You know, he came out in the front of this, the, like the day it happened, everybody told him not to. And he went against what everybody said, and he spoke out, and he was straight up and honest. And Chris, yes, he didn't say anything in the beginning. He released a statement. It was kind of vague, but it kind of told us what was going on. But now he's coming out. He's really talking about it. And that's because he had to figure it out. And he says that in the video, too. He had to figure it out. He had to figure this out. He had to and he had to do it all in the middle of COVID. He had a kid in the middle of COVID. So he had so many things going on. And then this, um, uh, unfortunately, fell apart on him. So a lot of stuff to deal with. And they're both going to come back stronger people. I know they are. And uh, I I'm thankful for all the chances I've gotten. And I'm going to give them a chance. And that's what this... That's what this beginning part of the podcast is about. Give, give, getting those chances and then showing people that you are better than you were. And um, I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be really good. I'm super excited. Uh, a couple of my friends are super excited about it. And so uh, just I just want people to stop with the cancel culture and this person should never work again and all of this crap that keeps going on. It's such stupid bullshit. Um, you know, these entitled people online are ridiculous and the fact that probably half of them, if not more, don't do anything with their lives. They're not doing anything. But they can criticize everybody and it's just awful i feel like yeah sure this freedom of speech you should be able to say what you want to say i understand that got it the problem is is that if you're saying something 
and you're not doing it yourself? What are you saying? What are you even doing? If I got up every morning and I told everybody to swing kettlebells, go for morning runs, do all this stuff, do jujitsu, but in actuality, I was sitting at home, watching TV, stuffing my face, not doing anything, then what am I doing? And I just want more people to say, if you want to say something, then you should be exercising that. You should be practicing what you preach, right? That's what you should be doing. You shouldn't be telling people um, not to do stuff and then you're doing it. Like, that's ridiculous. You're a hypocrite. And to sit there and type into a keyboard with no emotion and just say whatever you want and put people down when you're probably a fat slob sitting behind the computer in the first place, well, then shame on you. And if you're not and you're actually speaking uh, and doing these things and you're actually practicing what you preach, well, then good for you. You're a very, very small percentage of the people online uh, causing most of this ruckus. You know, I, I, so many things bother me. It bothers me when people are fat shaming people. And I'm not talking about um, when a person is fat and you, you point it out and then um, they get upset because you call them fat. Like the, the fat people getting skinny are getting shamed. Well, what the fuck, people? What are we doing? When a, when, a, when a big person loses weight and gets healthy, that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. And the only reason you're upset about it is because you don't want to practice what they've done. And now you're upset, so you throw shade their way to make yourself feel better about stuffing another ho-ho in your fucking throat. And it just drives me nuts. And this is for everybody. I mean, people who put down fighters. You're insane. You're going to sit there on your couch and say that this was a boring fight. And I'm not going to name fights because I'm not that smart. But I, I watch and I listen. And people put fighters down. But what are you doing? When you put that fighter down for not doing what you think they should have been doing, what are you doing? Are you fighting? Do you even have a clue what it's like to be in a fight? Have you ever been in one? My my answer is no. I mean, I've been in uh, some some some. I guess they were fights, but they weren't like fight fights. I've never been in a ring. I've never had to go toe to toe with a killer. And yet you're gonna sit there and be like, "Oh man, he should have done this," or when he when this was happening, he should have done that. And it's like, mm, how do you know? Do you, have you ever been training? Do you ever? Do you ever get into a fight? Do you know? And then they're like, well, I could take out a fighter. And it's like, really? Could you? I train three days a week for jujitsu. I couldn't take on a fighter. I know exactly what they're doing when they're on that ground. They are fighting. Whether you think it's moving or not isn't important. That ground battle is exactly what I just said. It's a battle. And it's hard. 
And for someone to be sitting behind a keyboard telling them that they should have done better or they should have done this or, uh, you know, all this other crap, I could fight him and this and that, I don't think you could. I don't even think you could run a mile. And so going back to cancel culture and all the people behind their keyboards, we got to stop listening. They're not important. Half of them probably aren't doing anything. So why is the why is Twitter so important? Why is Twitter hold this power over people? And why does this cancel culture seem to be winning over and over and over again? I mean, the uh what the hell is that guy's name? Um Shoot, I'm not going to remember it because I'm not that smart. Uh, but, you know, the the cannibalism thing. Army Hammer? Something like that. But this guy was talking to people. And when everything got said, all the submissions from the text messages were one-sided. This guy's canceled. He can't work again. He can't do anything. Because of what? A fantasy? You're not allowed to have fantasies anymore? I, I, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I just don't get it. And it's like when cancel culture kicks in and cancels somebody that I enjoy, well, then I get really upset because I really enjoy Brian Callen. And when his show, School, got canceled, I was super upset. I like that show. He was a great character in it, and it was a it was a pretty decent show on 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 TV. And it just it bummed me out that he lost all of that because of an accusation of 21 years ago. And then Delia makes a movie, and now I don't get to see that movie with him in it because the guy has a sex problem. Come on, any guy out there who has money and power probably has a sex problem. Uh, We're all just human. We all make mistakes. The important thing is, is that we learn from them. We got to learn from our mistakes and we have to be given the chance to reprove ourselves as better people. So I say... Down with cancel culture. And let's just stop listening to them. Their voice is not as important as all of ours. And I think maybe if we spoke up about how we feel, because I don't I don't I don't tweet, I don't do any of that. I, I'm I'm silent. I don't put anybody down. I, I mean I like stuff, I retweet stuff, um, but I, I'm not joining in. But sometimes I think I should just because of the fact that I have the opposite to say than uh, the rest of the people on Twitter. But then I think about that and I'm like, well, then they're just going to start attacking me. And it's like I could look at that as a positive and negative because, I mean, if the people start attacking me, well, then maybe they'll subscribe. (laughs) But that's all. I just 
I've gotten so many chances, and these guys, you know, they might have screwed up big, but I think they both realize what they have done wrong. And of course, Callen came out and said he didn't do anything wrong, and I believe him, you know, and 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 you know, I believe Chris has a sex problem, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's okay. I'm glad he figured it out, and I'm glad he's going to work on it, and I'm glad it didn't destroy much more than kind of a couple movies and, you know, uh, his podcast and a few other things. But in time, all of that can be rebuilt. You know, I didn't I didn't unsubscribe, so he didn't lose me. So I'll keep posting his stuff. I'll keep I'll keep promoting anything I can. I'll keep sharing his awesome videos. You know, I'll keep doing all that stuff. Um, and we just need to stop. I don't, I don't really know anything about army hammer, but if you got a fetish, you got a fetish. Uh, I don't believe that he was really eating people. Slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. That's slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. I love this website and I think you're going to too. And that's because they have high quality products at a great price. All their stuff is printed with the highest quality ink and the t-shirts that I own have been through the wash numerous amounts of times and they still hold up today. It's amazing. Um, let's say, let's say you're sick of the masks. Well, they got neck gaiters. You can get one of those. They have th- two or three to choose from and they're just awesome and they're comfy, a little bit more comfy than the mask. So they're brand new. Uh, embroidered sweatpants and sweatshirts are awesome. I mean, the logo is embroidered on the sweatshirt. They have a midweight hoodie and a heavyweight hoodie, and these things are just, they look awesome. I love them. Um, women's leggings with high-quality prints from the ankle to the hip. its They look great. I mean, they're just bright and colorful, and they catch your eye, and awesome, just awesome. Um, looking for some gloves for snowboarding? Well, they got those, too. Um, and then of course they always have stuff for the kids. They've got trucker hats and winter hats and you can get it all here at slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. That's slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. So go here, get yourself some high quality prints and help support the podcast. Naturalbossnh.com. That's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-B-O-S-S-N-H.com. This website has not only helping with the fighting of COVID and flu by having one of the best hand sanitizers I've ever used on the market, but they're also promoting relaxation. They're trying to help with people's dry skin during these cold winter times, and they're doing this with their organic products that are made right here in New England, and I just absolutely love them. Their foot and body soak is great their lip balm is moisturizing their beard oil is great if you grow a beard it's going to keep it from getting snarled and snagged and it it helps uh, darken the hairs a little bit so if you got a lot of gray in there it might help hide it up hide it a little bit for you and then of course their number one product that i can't stop talking about is their hand sanitizer because that's what's going to keep your hands clean that's what's going to help you against covid and flu and I get behind these guys a thousand percent. Amazing products, and you can only get them here at naturalbossnh.com. That's N A T U R A L B O S S N H 
com and uh, get any one of these five amazing products or hell just get all five today new hampshire vape gallery is located at 180 lafayette road seabrook new hampshire down the street from home depot and next to smoke rings we're open seven days a week from 10 30 to 8 p.m you can come in our store provided you wear a mask and feel free to give us a call 603-814-4171 unlike most vape shops out there that are attached to a convenience store or dropped into a smoke shop and the people behind the counter know more about the other products than the products that they're bringing in new hampshire vape gallery won't steer you wrong you looking to get off of cigarettes but you don't know how come on in and talk to us we're there to help and we're knowledgeable we know what we're talking about and we'll be able to help you find the best way to get off of those cigarettes and get started on vaping or lozenges or maybe you're looking for some cbd not a lot of people know but we carry cbd i've got disposable cbds cartridges uh loose leaf creams um, all kinds of cbd to choose from at new hampshire vape gallery but we also have multi mats that's right we've got dab mats mouse pads um, you know, you need to put your rig down on something. We got something to put underneath that to keep it safe. Um, we are also the official dealer of slow down clothing. Super excited. Want people to know more about the vape shop these days. You know, a vape shop isn't just a vape shop and ours is, and we strive to excel at vaping and answering your questions. So Come on down and come on in to New Hampshire Vape Gallery, located at 180 Lafayette Road, Seabrook, New Hampshire, down the street from Home Depot and next to Smoke Rings. We're open seven days a week from 10.30 to 8 p.m. Feel free to give us a call, 603-814-4171. I look forward to seeing you there. And now, back to the show. Do, 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 do. But this brings me to my new segment. Yes, new segment. And I figured I would use, um, I've been hearing a lot about DuckDuckGo. And so I figured I'd use DuckDuckGo instead of uh, regular Google searching uh, today. Um, just to kind of cut out the fat. I figured if I use Google um, and I said something incorrectly, everybody could just be like, well, he used Google and Google's not right. And I get that. I do. Um, but yeah, so I, I just want to kind of touch base on a couple, uh, current events, um, uh, Texas being one of them. So let's do this. This is fun. We're all going to do it at the same time. So I'm just going to write in Texas winter. What do you think? Nightmare. Oh, look at this. Here we go. Texas winter storm. And I don't think I'm looking up anything that I couldn't find on Google, but there was a, I don't know. I've just been hearing a lot about staying off of the search engine. Um, but yeah, this has been absolutely insane um, with this, this winter storm that ripped through Texas, um, you know, and they had to be uh, declared a major disaster. Um, oh. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, I just want to go to the site. All right, yeah, yeah, cool. Um, but, I mean, the stuff that's... Uh, 
I found this one to be very interesting because I did not know um, that Texas didn't get snow. I, I don't know why. I always thought that, like, they did um, get some. And I guess they do. They did. What I was told from two people that live in Texas that were visiting New Hampshire uh, last week and um, one other one had family living in Texas. Now, this is the fun part. Okay, when you talk to people, you get different things. So I was told by one person that this is never, it hasn't happened in like 10 years. Um, you know, so they, they they were like, oh, this doesn't happen. It's like every 10 years or something. And I was like, oh, okay, wow, that's 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 very unfortunate that it happens every 10 years. But at, at the same time, I was like, well, wouldn't you be more prepared for it then if it was every 10 years? And then another lady came in. She's like, oh, no, 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 this happens every five years. And I was like, well, is it every 10 or is it every five? And then I was listening to Joe Rogan on Saturday, and he said that it happens once every 100 years. And I was just like, okay, so I don't know exactly what happens um, in Texas for snow. I, I don't. I'll be honest with you. But what I do know is is that they may want to uh, figure out how to upgrade their shit. And I was talking to my friend Tyler this morning while we were driving to jujitsu, And he was telling me that um, in 100 years, I guess, was the amount of time um, for this amount of snow to fall. Um, but when they were trying to secede... Um, cause Texas, I mean, they're like a small country, you know what I mean? Inside of our country, they're giant. And I didn't know until now that they have their power grid for like the top of Texas that ties into other States. And then the, the bottom half of Texas is on one power supply. Let's just say that for fun. Um, and well, that power supply went out, so they lost like everything. And I guess they had it set up this way because they were trying, they were trying to secede from the federal government for the something about the power. Don't quote me on this. Make sure you look it up. I probably could look it up, but it'll take more time. Um, and they didn't want. The federal regulations because it would have cost more money. So they put in their power grid without federal regulations. And because they did that, now they're dealing with this. They're dealing with no no power, um, pipes bursting, you know, because they didn't want the federal government involved is what I was told. And I was like, really? Because that sounds crazy to me. The federal gu uh, the federal guidelines are put there for the main reason, you know, uh, in case this type of stuff goes down. You know, they they put um, uh, splitters or breakers. You know, it, there's just certain things that you have to follow once the federal government's involved. It's like the FDA and vape juice. Now they have to tell everybody, they have to tell the FDA exactly what they're putting into um, this flavor. They want to know the full breakdown of the liquids. Um, and then you have to get it tested to make sure that it's 
okay to inhale now, which is a good thing. I'm not against that. But again, it's federal regulations put in place to help keep us safe. Well, when they didn't put in the federal regulations for their electricity, now they're in the dark. So uh, I didn't know any of this, of course, because I just started looking into it probably like a lot of you out there and going, wow, I did not know that this giant piece of land was on one power supply. And uh, they really need to allow the federal government to help them out and uh, reconfigure all this so that if this does happen again, at least they'll be more prepared for it. Um, I would also make the suggestion of, you know, uh, making it mandatory that when you build a house, well, you might want to add a little extra insulation or something to keep those pipes from freezing. Um, I know that, you know, prob- uh, out there they're not used to uh, getting so cold, but wouldn't you want to be prepared for the worst? That way, if the worst doesn't happen, at least you were prepared for it. I, I, I could only imagine like way, way, way back in the day when they first started building houses in New England. And then they started adding plumbing and they started adding stuff into the houses because that's how this all kind of goes down. My house was built in the 1900s. So when it was first built, it didn't even have a bathroom in it. Um, it had an outhouse location. Um, and then when plumbing came inside, then they added plumbing, then they added a bathroom, then they added electricity. So this house literally came up with the times. So I've got electricity from when it first came out all the way up until 2020 in my, in my house. So I have a mix mash of wires because that's what happens. And I bet you when they were first installing a lot of this stuff, it wasn't made for temperatures of uh, like under negative uh, anything. And um, I bet you pipes used to burst and then we had to figure out how to stop that from happening. So now that we have all this knowledge, now a house that gets built in New England has guidelines that it has to follow in order for the house to be considered finished and livable and one of those things is is the 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 thing has to be able to um sustain negative temperatures and we can get all the way down negative 30 around here easy you know it's it's not it's it's not um it's not something that's not it's not really regular but it's 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 not something we're surprised about when it happens. You know, it's not a surprise to us. So we've uh, accommodated our plumbing and our insulation and everything else to uh, withstand that. And I think they might want to recalculate what they're doing, um, especially those uh, apartment complexes and stuff like that where the pipes have now bursted and they're going to have to do a lot of work. Um, I'm hoping they don't just go in and fix it. Um, obviously, I hope they go in and fix it, but I hope that they actually update it as well. Um, just to be prepared in case this happens again. And I think that's where a lot of our problems lie is that we don't prepare for the worst. Now, 
I, on the other hand, personally, always prepare for the worst. Like, I am probably one of the last people you ever want to ask, you know, what I think is going to happen. Because I will tell you the worst thing I can think of that w- that could happen. And that's not what always happens, but that's where my brain goes because of my past. My past has showed me that the worst is always possible because that's where I would always put myself. I put myself in the worst, worst things would happen. So this was just a crazy thing to have uh, seen happen. You know, you got 22 people dead. Uh, Now they're asking for assistance. Um, they, they still have no power, um, 295,000 outages. That is so crazy. Wow. 20% of them. Oh man. They're still tracking all those power outages, um, boiling water notices. So now they have to boil that water, but how do you boil water if you're, have an electric oven. I mean, you're you're screwed right now if you don't have power. Um, so this was just really, really kind of crazy to um, look at these. Oh, look at this. She's boiling or oh, she's melting down snow because they don't have water. Wow, wow. Oh man, that's so sad. But yeah, so, I mean, they're working on it. It's a crazy time, and, I mean, weather is um, just completely unpredictable. Even when we are looking into um, the weather and we're looking at the daily forecast and stuff, that's only, like, so much accurate, you know? And and a saying around New England is, if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes, because it usually changes, so, I mean, as much as we try to prepare for all this stuff, and, and, and I'd have to say it's a lot better today than when my parents were my age or, you know, even younger. Um, I mean, they would always say that I wish I could be a weatherman and, a, a, and get paid to just guess because we still feel that way today, but it, it's, there's a lot less guessing and a lot more science behind it, and they're a lot more accurate. Um, But all of this stuff is happening, and I'm going to say it. So here we go. Climate change. Now, I'm not talking about the climate change that's caused by us because I don't think that is that big of a deal. I mean, sure, it's a big deal. But do we really change the climate as much as it changes itself? Because to say climate change is not real Well, that's just crazy because I go outside every day and it's always changing. So climate change is real. Whether or not we're changing it to the point where it's changing so much that we're ruining it, well, that's the part I have a hard time swallowing. I have a hard time with that. Like, I do believe that, you know... um, exhaust and uh, factories and methane gas and all these things. I believe all these things are changing the climate. I'm not saying that they're not. I just don't believe that they're changing it as much as the climate changes itself. Um, And 
So with that being said, I think um, I think they just need every we all we all need to be prepared for when the weather changes for when storms come in, you know, um, getting houses updated and insulated and having proper piping and pro- proper electricity. And, you know, I mean, we're still dealing with with it here in New England. You know, there's many, many uh, roads and uh, uh, streets that have old telephone poles with old dangling wires. And then those are the ones that always snap um, when the weather gets shitty. And then once they fall down and people lose power, then they fix the telephone poles. Then they tighten the wires. Then they clean it all up. And I'm sure that they're working on it more today than in the past um, to try and beat the storms. But they know what parts of the infrastructure are weak just like they they know all the bridges that are getting ready to fall down that that they are now racing to uh, replace and repair and all this other shit because when all the science and the uh, all the articles came out about all of our bridges being hundreds of years old and never being maintained and then bridges started falling apart well they had to act quickly and now they're trying to fix them all, um, and and they sh- they shouldn't have waited so long. Just like these people should not have had to deal with such a drastic thing that happened. If you know, they just prepared for it. I think preparing is the most important part, and I think that they're going to try and do that now um, because. I mean, they're not exempt from this crazy weather. And I don't think any of us are. Um, I I feel like it can do this anywhere. It can change at any time. So as much as I don't believe in how we change the climate, I do believe in climate change. And it's changing all the time. And it's going to change on its own. You know, is it going to completely flip like a lot of people think and put... Uh, you know, New England in the sun and California in the snow. No, I don't think that's ever going to happen. But stuff like this happens. As you can see, a lot of people suffered from this, and I think they're still suffering today. Um, so let's, uh, yeah, let's. I just think uh, preparing for uh, the worst is definitely a better way of doing things than just being like, oh, it's going to be like this all the time so this is all we need to prepare for and now they realize that they probably should have done more and uh, I bet you they will I bet you they will um let's see what was the next thing I wanted to talk about next thing was uh we only got to do a couple of these oh that um yeah the Boeing um 777 now this one's wild. I wanna. I. I don't. I'm not sure. I didn't read too much into it. Um, let's see. Grounded after the Denver. Yes, this is it. So a Boeing seven seven seven. I say that three times before. Dozens grounded after Denver Denver engine failure. Look at that engine. You think we can 
I don't know. You think I'll get I'll get clipped? Can you see it? I don't know. Let's try it. Excuse me. Look at that. Holy shit. Honolulu, but turned back and returned safely to the... It, it landed. Oh. oh, she must have been a passenger. I don't know if we can watch it. Oh, look at that. That is crazy. What? I wonder if they show anything. I don't know... I'm supposed to let her. Oh, look at this. Here we go. Here we go. Debris on the ground. I'm sure you guys saw this on the news. It, it's crazy. There it is. This is what I wanted to see. Look at that. Look at the size of that ring. It's so fucking crazy to me. Oh, look at it. Crushed the truck. Oh, shit, son. That's insane. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. It went through someone's house. Holy shit. Isn't that crazy? That is so crazy. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. That is... That's insane. See? And it's... I have really nothing to say about this. I thought it was just crazy. Um, My question was, did it land? You know, did everybody get back safely? And uh, turns out they did. Um, looks like, uh, somebody knew something was wrong. Um, 128 jets are suspended right now. Oh, there was 231 passengers on that, uh, flight and nobody was injured. Absolutely amazing. Um, it's a, it, it, does that not blow anybody else's mind that the fact that that engine blew up and they were still capable of coming home? Fucking crazy, 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 crazy. Uh, I was watching glass blowing. So I got into, we were looking for something to watch yesterday. Hulu was all done. And we went on Netflix and we saw this, I think it's called uh, glass blowing or blowing glass or something like that. And we watched this and it was, it was so exciting. Um, not only did I really enjoy the program and, you know, it's like a cooking show, but they're doing glass. Um, it just, it was kind of exciting because they're sitting there, they have hot temperatures to deal with. They're in and out of what they call the glory hole, which I found fucking hilarious to find, to find out what that thing was actually called. That's their oven. They call it the glory hole. Um, and, uh. You know they they, they gotta get start. They gotta take it out of there. They gotta uh, get a bunch of shit done before it cools and cracks, and then pop it back in. And then you got the judges coming by and asking them questions while they're in the middle of dealing with something that's like two thousand degrees. These guys are like, "So, what does this mean to you?" <laughs> and I'm just sitting there going, "Would you leave him the fuck alone? Can't you see that he's like almost burning his hand?" Like, why are you asking them questions? You know, on the cooking shows, I can kind of understand it. But 
this one I was like, what are they doing? Leave them alone until they're done. They, they need full concentration. It's not like their fucking food is sitting in an oven and they're waiting on a timer. They, they're literally holding molten glass in their hands. And uh, so we were watching that and then um, American Idol came on again. And I have to say, while I was in the middle of that show... Um, and we, and then we went over to American Idol. I wasn't as into the show this, this, this Sunday as I was last Sunday, but I do have to say that, um, there was still more incredible stories and the music, I mean, the, the, the sounds coming out of their mouth is just amazing. It's just so cool. So really got into that. I think that's going to be an every Sunday thing right now. Um, if you're looking for some more shit to watch on TV, that blowing glass on Netflix was really cool. And, um, that's my current events. Um, like I said, I, I, I like using DuckDuckGo, um, especially with stuff. If you, if you're searching for something and you just can't seem to find it on Google, I've found that you can go on DuckDuckGo and, uh, yeah, they, there's, they're not filtering that stuff out. So if you want to be able to see something that you feel like you should have been able to find on Google but can't, go to DuckDuckGo. It's awesome. They're not filtering and they're not, you know, shooting ads down your fucking throat every 30 seconds. Um, but that's that's what I wanted to talk about on current events today. Obviously, Brian Callen and Chris D'Elia were part of the current events, but I wasn't going to pull up their videos or anything like that. I felt like that was unnecessary. Um, if you don't know who they are, go and check them out. Um, great comedians, um, and I am very excited to uh, give them both a second chance um, at uh, bettering themselves and figuring out what they need to figure out. And, um, you know, I like I said, I never unsubscribe, so... Uh, I'm very excited about the move, but um, I'm also uh, changing things up for myself right now. And I'll get into this um, real quick before we go. But these right here, Zin, these are nicotine pouches. They're completely tobacco-free, and they're not a sponsor, or I don't carry them in the store yet. I'm looking into a different, couple different companies. Um, but uh, I had a friend, well, the one I told you about last week, um, that almost was not lo no longer with us, uh, but luckily survived. And he got off of vaping, and now he's doing these. Um, so I'm thinking about doing the same. And it, it's not because I have anything against vaping. I want to make this very clear. Because I do run a vape shop, and I do think it's a great alternative to smoking cigarettes. But I've been doing it for seven years now, and I think it's time to. I think it's. I I I feel that it's time for me to take another step, and um, I do have to say I've been sucking on one of these the entire podcast, and it's been awesome. I have not thought about vaping the entire time, so the ones I'm using, I just got them at a gas station. Um, it's Z Y N they're tobacco free nicotine pouches and, um, just stick it under your top lip. Like so, yeah. 
that's it. These ones are coffee flavored, and I love coffee, and this was really good. I like the fact that um, I wasn't thinking about my vapes the entire time, except for now that I'm talking about it. So that's something else I'm changing in my life. It's going to be a slow process because I just enjoy the the motion of smoking. I really do. I think it's frigging great, and um, you know, it's tough to let go of things that you enjoy, but sometimes in life. You have to let go of things in order to grow. So that's what this podcast was all about today. It's all about getting second chances, um, improving people, proving to people that you can um, make changes in your life to better yourself. And uh, the people that give us these second chances are the most important people to me. And uh, you know who, who you are out there. You, you've given me many chances, and I don't think I can say thank you enough. Um, I wouldn't be here without all of you. So that's it. That's the podcast. It's been a great day. Um, it's time to get into the afternoon. And um, remember to subscribe. Uh, click those like buttons if you're enjoying the videos. Set the alarm so that you know as soon as the new episodes upload. Um and uh, share, share, share. Spread this thing around. All right. I need your help to do it. And I appreciate everybody who already does. So thank you. Um, don't forget to follow me on social media. That's Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. Again, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. And of course, as always, we have the official email of the podcast. It is T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com. That's talking with Topher at gmail.com. Send your story, your friends' stories, anything you want to talk about. Put it in the subject line and we'll have a discussion. I'm so excited to do this another week. Um, I appreciate all of you out there. Be safe and I'll talk to you later. <laughs>